the Holy Trinity Upper School Podcast. The following homilies were recorded live in front of our student body at Holy Trinity Episcopal Academy located in Melbourne, Florida. Our chapels exist to proclaim the amazing grace of God in Jesus Christ, and it's our hope that these homilies will provide you with a measure of encouragement and comfort. Thanks for listening. Psalm 145, verses 10 through 19. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all that he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him and to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries and saves them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Well, um, welcome back. Uh, you guys came back for day two. That's nice of you. Um, so uh, yesterday we talked about, and so these first two days, we're just kind of giving a brief um, overview of, of kind of the heart behind what, what chapel is about, um, and, and really my heart behind why I think chapel is so important. Um, and yesterday we said because it's important uh, for us to be honest. It's important for us to be honest. Mainly, yesterday we talked about mainly about who God is. Because we go through life and, and we make assumptions about who God is. We make assumptions based on how life is going um, and, and, and what is happening to us. Uh, we make assumptions based, well, based on that about what God thinks of us. And we kind of said that chapel should be this kind of constant reminder of this is who God has revealed himself to be. Not based on your experience of what God might be like, but based on what he has actually said of himself. That he has said that he is gracious and compassionate and slow to anger, even though the world, going through life, it may seem at times uh, the opposite. The other thing that I think that um, my hope is uh, for chapel is that it is a place where we're honest about ourselves. Um, And if you uh, came to chapel last year... Uh, I kind of hit this over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I will continue to do so because uh, it is my belief that we are almost never actually honest about ourselves. Um, You know, all of social media is just one giant lie. You know, everything, you know, everything that you do, uh, kind of. Um, But, uh, you know, for instance, if you are ever... um, how many times do we post on social media something, we present ourselves as something, we, we portray ourselves a certain way, and we know as we're doing it, that's not the full story. We know as we're doing it that, um, that, that this isn't exactly what I think. That, you know, there are stories after stories. You can Google like uh, Instagram like influencers, which is like a job now, which is amazing, uh, who, who have kind of like disavowed the whole thing. And, they, and there's, there's, there's this one girl, I can't remember her name, but she like went through all of her pictures and kind of said like, oh, this picture, you know, uh, to take this picture, I had starved myself for two weeks before this. I was starving. I needed food, uh, but, but, you know, I did it all for this picture. Uh, you know, and she went through all of her pictures and said just how fake this whole thing was and that behind this picture she was actually 
very, very uh, tired and hungry and miserable. Um, and that is kind of in some way, maybe in a smaller, and that's, not, that's more extreme, but maybe in a smaller way that is our experience on things like social media, but not just on social media, but just in general in life. We go through and we tell, we present ourselves, we put a, a vision of ourselves, a picture of ourselves forward um, that, that is the picture that we want people to see, but not necessarily always corresponding to the real us. Uh, and if you think I'm the only one who kind of talks about this, uh, just recently, last week in The Onion, does anyone remember, you know, you know, you know The Onion, reputable news source uh, in today's world, it might as well be. Um, uh, but it, the title was, Insecure Infant Worried He's Unworthy of Animatronic Toy Rabbit's Love. He said, uh, the article says this, Confessing he feels a pang of guilt every time the bunny says, You're my best friend, infant Justin Weber confirmed Thursday he worries constantly about being unworthy of the deep and evidently unconditional love shown to him by Hopsy, his animatomic toy rabbit. My daughter has one of these, it's like this little bear, and it's just like, I love you, and it's like, it's really creepy. Um, so uh, he says, any day now, Hopsy will see, uh, this is this um, infant saying this, any day now, Hopsy will see the real Justin, and when I squeeze his foot, he won't say, I love you, it literally says, I love you, uh, but utter, this isn't working anymore, said the 12-month-old, who fears his beloved stuffed animal's ever-present smile would inevitably fade away. And his always outstretched arms would cross protectively in front of his chest at the sight of the baby. Quote, I've seen the way he looks at other babies. Once he actually gets to know me, I just know he'll jump ship for someone cuter and even younger. I don't know. Maybe he's better off with a kid who doesn't forget him at grandma's house or lets the dog chew on him anyway. At press time, the frustrated infant was repeatedly throwing Hopsy up against the wall, only for the damaged rabbit to quietly insist it loves him every time. I love that. You guys didn't find that funny, but I thought it was really funny. Um, but uh, what, what is the onion talking about? It, 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 it acknowledges that this is how we go through life. It acknowledges this sense of, of this deep anxiety of, of does someone, is ever, someone ever going to see the real me? Is someone ever going to actually see who I really am? And if so, if I really was the real me, if that person was revealed, well, then what would that say about whether or not someone loves me? Uh, there was an article in the Hedgehog Review called uh, by a guy named, uh, or somebody named B.D. McClay, and the article said, uh, it was called, Tell Me I'm Okay, and it said this, and this was also in the last week, it said, it's natural to seek reassurance that we are good people, but from whom we seek reassurance is an interesting question. Should you give money to a homeless person? You're going to look for the answer not from a homeless person, but from other people in your situation, comfortably well off. Social media overflows with people who feel bad because they don't feel bad enough about this or that political crisis. The only action available seems to be attention, so they pay it consuming images and stories of horror that they often can do nothing directly about. Collectively, the images present a world that is so bad and in, and in which action is so impossible that all you can do if you're a winner is gloomily, gloomily acknowledge that you shouldn't be. And so by whose standards are you seeking to be good? The answer is the same, those of your peers. He says, being a good person is being well thought of. So he's saying, you know, we're constantly looking around going, am I a good person? But we don't look at some kind of eternal objective standard or we don't look at, what we usually do is, am I a good person compared to the people around me? Like, am I better than them? Am I good enough? Am I as good as my neighbor? And so then he concludes with this. He says, so 
What we often want to be told is not just that we are good people, but that we are normal. Some commentators find this situation silly and mock those who go around trying to be a good person, yet the seekers are responding to real moral problems, and the feelings of being lost and failing describe something that is not simply an emotional state. The problem is very few people do live up to their own standards, let alone those of others. So what the author is saying is that we go through life looking around not so much, we're, we're, part of us is asking, am I a good person? But really, part of us is asking, am I normal? You know, is, is, what, is, is my experience in life, um, am I the only one who feels this disconnect between the person I put forward and the person I am, uh, really? You know, is everyone else actually what they put forward? Is everyone else actually their social media account? And I'm the only one who notices that what I put forward is not the real me. The question we ask is, am I normal. And, and there's a lot of comfort in knowing that you are normal. There's a lot of, I mean, for instance, um, maybe this might just be a me thing and my anxiety and weirdness, but whenever I feel any type of like, like, uh, like pain, like if I feel like just some weird stomach pain that's random, I immediately Google like, am I dying? You know, like really quick, like to let me just get this clear, you know, and, and there's a, does anyone ever Googled like some kind of symptom that's really small, just, just out of, you don't have to raise your hand, but um, maybe I'm the only one. But when I do, and I go into WebMD and they're always like, yeah, you're dying, or uh, you could be fine. You know, that's basically what WebMD, the whole website is, is like, you're either dying or you're fine. And it's like, oh, thanks. Um, and, uh, but there is a ton of comfort when you look up, like, something that you're experiencing, and they're like, yep, this is totally, you know, this, it's probably this, this, and this. You know, the most terrifying thing that could ever happen is if you have some, you know, thing that you type, and, and they're like, the first thing that comes up is, like, no, no search results for that. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I'm the first one to ever experience this. Um, and there's a lot of comfort, uh, you know, being a parent, if, for any of the teachers who have been parents. Uh, all parenting is in the 21st century is Googling descriptions of poop. That's like all you do. You just, your kid has some, something weird going on, and you Google, is this normal? And parents are like, yeah, that's normal. And, uh, and you're like, oh, okay, okay. Um, so this is going off the rails. But uh, there's a lot of comfort when you're experiencing something in life that feels uh, like a disconnect. There, there's a lot of comfort in knowing that you're not the only one. There's a lot of comfort in hearing maybe even someone else say, this is normal. It's normal to feel this way. I'm not saying it's good to feel this way. I'm not saying it's happy to feel this way. But I am saying that people feel that way. That the way, the thing that you're experiencing in life is not something uh, that is new or not something that no one has ever experienced. And there's a lot of comfort in knowing that for you, as a high school student or a middle school student or just as a human being, it's normal to feel anxious. It's normal to feel stressed. It's normal to feel alone or scared or tired. It's normal to feel depressed. It's even normal to feel hopeless or unloved. Not that any of those are positive experiences, not that any of those are easy, but they are, um, they are common to the human experience. That your people around you, there are people around you at this school who know what that is like. And there are people around you who are here to help you. Mrs. Ramos, me, your teachers, we are, we are here to help you with whatever you're going through and to simply sit with you and go, I know, I know what that's like. What you're experiencing is completely normal. And chapel is hopefully going to be a place where we continue to put forward, this is what your real experience is like. This is what real life 
is like. And we will constantly remind you of the incredible truth that, it is God, that God not only knows what you're experiencing, but that God loves you in the midst of it. As this psalm today said, that the Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him, and he hears their cry, and he saves them. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ says unto all who truly turn to him. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will refresh you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hear also what St. Paul says, that this is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Hear also what St. John says, that if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation or the payment for our sins. Amen. Please stand. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. So fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Thanks for listening to the Holy Trinity Upper School Podcast. Holy Trinity is a K-12 Episcopal school located in Melbourne, Florida. If you'd like more information about Holy Trinity, please visit us at our website at htacademy.org. Thanks for listening.